Hello and welcome to Fat on the Brain. This is the podcast where we, Esmeralda Ledesma, Julieta Quijano Ocampo, Cassie, Jeanette Blanco, Kit, tell you about the mental health of fat folks in today's society in the hopes of getting an A on our final project in a fat studies class. This episode, we will cover the five aspects of the health at every size movement. Starting us off will be Esmeralda with weight inclusivity. Esmeralda? The lack of weight inclusivity in healthcare society and personal beliefs will create severe mental health issues for fat people. According to Chrysler and Barney, and sizeism is a health hazard. There is a perceived unfairness model that predicts that experiencing prejudice or discrimination or directing at a person's social, social identity, which in this case is fat people, sets off a psychological effect and if repeated often enough, it can lead to negative health outcomes. Fat people become vulnerable in these situations and dealing with discrimination on a day-to-day basis can lead to high stress levels, which will have a great effect on their mental health. Healthcare providers should create a safe, positive, and inclusive environment to welcome all people. But oftentimes, there is a bias created for fat people because of the small exam gowns, the lack of support from exam tables, and blood pressure cuffs that will not wrap around fatty arms. The message is very clear. You do not fit, not physically, not socially, not at all, Posse says in the article, Die Another Day. As a society, we must eliminate these biases and create a weight-inclusive society for fat people. By doing so, fat people will benefit and have a positive mental health. Next up is Julieta with Health Enhancement. I gather knowledge from the article titled Sizeism is a Health Hazard by Joan Chrysler and Angela Barney to address how the healthcare system can improve in treating patients based on what they need and not based on biases. Discrimination in the healthcare system is decreasing the well-being of fat people. Everyone should feel comfortable going to their doctors to get help. However, medical staff have stigmas about fat people too, which results in distrust from the client. This can make matters worse because if the person needs serious medical help, and the doctor is discriminatory or just focuses on fixing the weight problem, the help needed may be ignored. It is so necessary for medical staff and the healthcare system in general to get more education and awareness so they can treat people that need help without stigmatizing or focusing on their weight. Some people already do not trust the healthcare system based on their experiences or others' experiences about discrimination based on race, gender, and sexuality. Such factors can intersect with sizeism for some individuals, which can make it more of a discriminatory environment. On to Cassie with Respectful Care. We already know that weight discrimination, stigma, and biases affect every gender differently. We also are aware that there are biases instilled in everyone from a young age. In an article by S. Bear Bergman called Part-Time Fatso, Bergman talks about how being fat as a man is dramatically different than being a fat woman. Bergman gives examples about the attractiveness, restaurant experiences, and body images that are different between being a male and female. Overall, being a fat man is not as challenging in society than being a fat woman. One thing Hayes promotes is that you don't have to be thin to be healthy. You can be healthy by changing your lifestyle habits, by exercising a few times a week, or by drinking water. 
You can change your insulin levels or blood pressure. The problem is that people have this idea that if you are fat, overweight, or obese, then you are automatically unhealthy. People also think that if you're skinny, then you are automatically healthy. Being a fat woman in society is hard mentally. Women have a mold, and in that mold they have expectations they must meet. Men don't have those expectations. A solution to this problem is to not judge people based on appearances. We need to learn how to be healthy and have that not depend on weight or size. If people took time to learn about haze and what they have to share to everyone, the world would be a lot nicer and not so hard on people who are fat. Now it's time for Jeanette to cover eating for well-being. One of the Haze principles is to promote flexible, individualized eating based on hunger, nutritional needs, and pleasure. This differs from dieting as dieting is based on the restriction of certain foods as well as a strict portion control. According to the article titled, Impact of Non-Diet Approaches on Attitudes, Behaviors, and Health Outcomes, Restricting food intake leads to a repetitive pattern of self-deprivation which can result in distorted eating such as binge eating, weight changes including weight gain and worsening self-image. It is also proven that people who do diet gain the weight back in most cases which does mean that all their hard work was for nothing. It is also very likely that people in these diets tend to have physiological distress. This is because they are so worried about what they are eating which long term can have a huge impact on someone's mental health especially in fat people who are already more vulnerable in this aspect. However, both intuitive and mindful eating are healthier approaches that fat people and everyone can use. Intuitive eating is when someone uses their internal cues of hunger and fullness, and mindful eating focuses on present moment awareness without judgment during the experience. Using both mindful and intuitive eating can relieve a fat person from a lot of stress in regards to what they are putting into their body, as well as bring enjoyment rather than restricting themselves and having to constantly worry about whether something they are eating is healthy or not. Long-term eating healthier without dieting can improve a person's mental health, especially in people who are overweight and struggle with these diets. And here's Kit with Life Enhancing Movement. Enforcing ourselves to exercise using extrinsic motivation such as fat loss, we set ourselves up for failure. I realize that this is a heavy statement, but it is a necessary point to make. It becomes detrimental to health to focus on external appearance as opposed to better sleep, decreased stress, and mood enhancement. In focusing in on that specific aspect of life, we keep ourselves from celebrating other positive parts of our lives. This line of thinking can also lead to body dysmorphia and constant negative self-talk. By finding that intrinsic motivation, we receive more frequent positive validation that what we do is beneficial for our bodies. You can notice a better night's sleep right away, but it takes far longer to see those washboard abs, if at all. In moving in ways that we find joyful and enjoyable, we are more likely to continue to exercise, and continuing that movement is far more important than remaining thin. This information comes from the Health at Every Size curriculum. Well, friends, we have come to the end of our first episode of Fat on the Brain. We hope that you enjoyed our take on the mental health of fat people through the Hayes system. Have a good, safe summer, and remember, everybody is a swimsuit body. Bye!